0: Yo, 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 yo,
1: yo, yo, fuck
0: yo, me
2: what what came out this month i can't remember what came out this month (laughs) wait (laughs) i haven't
0: made my list (laughs) i know i haven't made
2: mine.
0: um you sounded stressed out in that question (laughs) mike mike came out mike came out fucking khalil
2: um, blue that khalil blue dog joint came out that was really good
0: that was good madani was this month probably right God, damn. hold on i'm doing that i'll look up the fucking it's been a long month it's been a long month but also this month has just completely passed by in the blink of an eye. yeah it feels like um you know what is such a bitch about spotify in general <laughs> but spotify on the computer is if you want to it look, doesn't show you the date it doesn't show you the exact date it just says 2020. Yeah, but if you go on your phone, it shows you the exact date. Like, what fucking sense yeah. does
2: that make? You know, what came out that not anybody was talking about,
0: but was I think was awesome was that Iron Wigs. Uh, oh, the Iron Wigs. You know, I didn't even listen to it, dude. That's
2: actually that's in my top five for sure. Yeah, something about your birthday. Was yeah, it
0: your called ber- your birthday's
2: canceled? Your birthday's
0: canceled. Yeah. Um, Arm and Hammer dropped this month. Uh, Eastern medicine, Eastern medicine, Western illness. I think was from last month, but we talked about that. Oh, RTJ four dropped at the beginning of the month. Mm. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still like not that sold on that.
2: Me neither. I just, I just had one of my. I'm like looking at my Scrabbles, is what I'm trying to. Oh, yeah,
0: you know what came out? Our dude, episodes. What do we do?
2: We include deluxe life of Pierre. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, that's
2: in mind for sure. Yo, oh, over the weekend, actually, this was on, like, Wednesday, I was watching just, like, every episode of The Cave. Mm. Can he beat The Cave? Yeah. And I have such a – I had never seen the Sada Baby episode. Have you seen that one? Ah, uh, no. Oh, my God. I have such a newfound respect for Sada, baby. <laughs> at the beginning of the at the beginning of the episode, they're like, I'm, Kenny's like, I know you don't really do the whole freestyle thing. Like, thank you for coming in. Like, he's like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. I don't know if I'm gonna have anything to say. <laughs> and he's just like sitting there with his head down like the whole time. And then he goes into the booth and it's like literally the most amazing freestyle <laughs> I've ever heard. And it's like, It's like better than the Denzel Curry one. It's better than the Danny Brown one. The Thundercat one was really good too, but I was just like, it's It's not better. It's not better than the Zach Box.
1: one.
0: No, Zach Box is a cheat code.
1: That's the, that's like the pinnacle. I love
0: Sada Baby. I just can't get with his like
1: a full album sometimes. They decided to do karate with them breezy, get he chopped smoking boom, shakalaka. This is an old Now a lotus flower. I prefer to slur my words. Got me mumbling like boom, power And I fucked your <laughs> beer, me your bitch What you gonna do about them yappas over yonder, but them problems. We gonna shoot about it. I had lots of problems with my mama ain't she cool about it. I had lots of problems with my mama ain't she cool about it. We can't move it out of mecca, man. So I just move around it. I just pray to God that he prepared me for my new surroundings. woke Kenny the Bullets. White boy since Doogie How's Road? Bitch, you work for me, you gotta hit the road and go shot some ass. Shaq in Orlando, out the bando, I break the glass. Handle your scandal, I ain't running out of no ammo, we gon' shoot something, <laughs> No, nah. easy, we dump shit. We a boots up. No, my nigga stump shit. I do, do.
0: His, his verses, like, turn up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Bro.
0: this is like so <laughs> crazy energy. Yeah, and there's even and the energy in here. The line
2: that the line that got you was the same line that got me. The,
0: the mumble in like boom out. Got hour. me sounding
2: like Boomhauer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Crazy. that was a bar that was not only a funny bar but that was a bar It's just Damn. a bar yeah. i'm trying to find and i'm fucking up because i can't remember the guy's name Sad baby's featured on this guy's song oh pin- no bfb the pac-man oh yeah, yeah, Free yeah. joe exotic yeah
3: Pac-Man on a track, it's a slapper I I I jump off a bridge before I put my dick in plastic I was so fucked up that I had to sell Plaza, if my bitch say bless you When you sneeze you can have her Don't blame me if you broke you just a woulda, coulda, shoulda Try to rob
1: me, you hear a hookah, that says,
3: I don't like good girls, I like hookah, hookah, hookah. Shit. And I don't sell popper. crack, I'm giving niggas boogah shit <laughs> Caught a plug and he pulling up on a Kawasaki. Tell my brother if he catch a body, then I'm telling mommy, Hallelujah, Jesus Christ. But I'm with a thousand Akis. Came up from selling pussy, free my nigga Joe Exotic. She says she can feel it in her stomach. Stop capping. Oh, line ass bitch. My dick ain't that big. Cougar bitch, but she look good. Tony Braxton, <laughs> I, 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 I got a low self esteem. I was a fat kid. Suck it good. Chew it, then swallow <laughs> Sour Patch kid. My bitch about to leave me because I'm built like Patrick. I nut super quick and I be wearing down the mattress. On a low dog, I'm tired of this fat shit.
0: BFB to Pac Man. That's bars. Yeah. Yeah. gonna get pretty depressing real quick a word most definitely we can still start off on a light note though i gotta let y'all know came in with the lacroix ready to rock
3: yo what you got there barry barry baby there's not no pumper news what a year it's been A lot of ups and downs, keep falling off the wagon, but never hit the ground, or should I say the bottom, that's the place I'll never go. Was drinking hella heavy, had no self-control. Started doubting myself, had no motivation. Liquor and depression is a bad combination. Ain't doing enough, just doing the most. Tasted some success and I put that shit in coast never coming around my ass was always ghost. not realizing I hurt the ones that I love the most refuse to fuck this up when our dream is too close Had to grow up and put my pride behind Got Get out of my funk wow. and now I feel alive writing verses with a smile while my daughter's by my side like Look mama made that look mama made that the boy is a star soon enough You can't say that the boy came too far for me to just
1: pick up and lay back since way
0: a band like this you never think about something like this happening to them Mm -hmm. and the trajectory that this group is on if you don't know this was one of the first albums i feel like we really got to talk about for the podcast isn't that right
2: yeah it was like this and igor were like the same week
0: yeah this and igor um and uh, the the bandana too, like still pretty early for us. Those are some of the first, m- most exciting albums. I feel like we talked about in terms of like doing it underground. I think these guys really did it in an ideal and inspirational f- fashion. I'm I'm really happy to know that. When this album came out, you know, we were excited about it, um, that people were talking about it, that uh, it made some album of the year lists, which for this group, you know, they they had really gone from being nothing to something. So, Raph Group out of Tempe, Arizona, man. When the fuck did you ever think? (laughs) I know,
2: yeah, kind of random. Yeah, it's one of those uh, losses that I'm not like maybe maybe it didn't affect me as much as like a Mac Miller did mm-hmm. or, um, or like even pop smoke recently, like, where it's just like, what can you do? You not, You didn't really see it coming. Like, and they were, you know, either on the rise or at their peak or like, it's just, you know, there was so much more left to them yeah like it just is a huge blow to the momentum that they had and i don't know my condolences to to the other guys in in injury reserve i'm sure it's like i can't imagine it's like it's like losing like if you had if If you died like
0: up and die like tomorrow yeah it's it's like what would this podcast be right right Right. like what would this podcast be if you just up and died tomorrow it's like do i really feel like (laughs) coming in here and trying to reformat the show and it's like exactly that that's something that uh yeah i i I would i I don't want to think about this in a in a selfish sense but uh, relating that back to their situation then you know you gotta k- kind of wonder like what kind of music they had on them at this time like maybe they were about to release something in the near future um, and how they want to choose to carry on with this group and his legacy um, moving forward is not something that they're probably thinking about right this second um, but it is something that depending on what they had planned for the future and what grogs wanted for the group and himself um you know they're probably gonna have to reckon with that and um as, as much as the injury reserve debut album does kind of serve as this like precipice moment like looking back now from what you know from from our current perspective uh, a moment that may just be like their closing chapter i guess in a way i could see it mm-hmm. being that way and it's a it, it is really they put a lot of themselves into this debut project so it definitely feels like you got something ripped away from you but this is this is kind of amazing in what they did at that time for themselves given the previous projects and the journey that they had been on um, <clears throat> but i could also see maybe one more project Uh, even having a more profound sense of closure on uh, this, Mm -hmm. you know, this, this legacy of this group. Um, And it sucks because again, for us as underground fans and as people who knew about this band, um, we really enjoy their music. I mean, we gave them the amount of praise that they rightfully deserved. Obviously they, they got a lot of support from Fantano, early on and that whole culture and the type of music listener that follows him gave him, gave them a lot of support uh, throughout this time. I think that was really important, but then on another end of things, there is so many people out there that, d- that don't even know about injury reserve right. or the individual members at all. And so I think it's, um I'm definitely going to feel robbed. You know, we're going to talk about this with pop smoke but uh, you cannot help but feel robbed of this person, that or, uh, this person that seems so early still uh, in a long journey, and could have continued to do really positive things for the people around them, uh, and the people mm-hmm. who listen to their music. And you know, now we just got to sit and wonder what if or what would have been, and and protect that legacy. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a hard thing to. To reckon with and to be honest, you know, I haven't really thought much about it until right now. Yeah, um, it, it was just such a shock and such an out of nowhere sort of thing that it was really hard to digest uh, the news. And I feel like I'm doing that right now, uh, to be quite honest. So rest in peace to grogs and all the love in the world to injury reserve and what they represent. Uh, but a rest peace to pop smoke as well. Um, can't think of anybody else that we lost recently that uh, we 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 should should shout out. But um, <coughs> let's take it there from 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 there to to fuck the Fourth of July, man. Um, that's gonna be the that's gonna be the vibe that we're running on today. It's, we're filming this on the fourth. You'll probably hear it. You know, I'm gonna drop this on Sunday. I'm gonna drop this a day early. Why not? All right. So, Why not? So y'all be hearing it tomorrow, but we shooting it today. And by today, New I mean music. yesterday for you. Yeah. New Music Sunday podcast. New Music Sunday. That's fire. So have me a little New Music Sunday shit. Uh, <clears throat> but before we go too hard on Fuck the Fourth of July, you, you said you had something more positive that you came in here wanted to bring up.
2: Yeah. Uh, I just want to... Um, Trying to make a little more of an effort to, you know, first, first and foremost, fuck capitalism. Um, but the fact of the matter is is that's where we reside right now, and if we're going to participate, um, even on the fringes of capitalism, then we should be putting our money into people, into businesses and livelihoods that. Are undervalued mm-hmm. and underrepresented, and so me and Sarah have been trying to put a little, well, not a little, a lot more effort <laughs> into supporting Black-owned businesses, especially in our neighborhood because we live in Bina in Portland. I'm sure, people have been reading about it um, as of late. It's been a big topic, but basically, the gist is it's like the most one of the most gentrified places <laughs> in Portland. And has a horrible history of well, has a very rich history um, but also has very oppressive history um, right. and so I'll say all that to say we discovered that the a coffee shop everyone that probably listens to the podcast regularly knows that I work in coffee I love coffee like 60% of my life it has to do with coffee most of the time but um finally discovered that this coffee shop walking distance from my house on mlk in between sumner and emerson called elevated coffee it's black owned it's one of the few black owned coffee shops in portland um shout out deadstock a lot of people know about deadstock shout out kiss coffee on Ainsworth in like 30 something but elevated is so close um very nice staff great coffee I just wanted to give a shout out. If you are, there's many coffee establishments to choose in Portland. And um, I think we need to be, us in the coffee community, anyone who consumes their latte or their Americano. It's a very uh, closed door society, coffee is. And not everyone gets the same opportunities as in many uh, fields of uh, profession. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just want to shout out Elevated if you are going to get coffee in the next couple forever <laughs> couple <laughs> for the rest of time, maybe consider maybe go there. checking them out. Yeah, just yeah. go there. Yeah. It's, um
0: Hey, quick question about uh, yeah. about Elevated Coffee. Are they a roaster? Like could I go They're online a roaster. and and order their their roast coffee?
2: Unfortunately, they're not a roaster. They are supplied by a coffee company that I just just heard of today by going there called Dovetail. I'm not sure what their deal is, but it was really good coffee. But yeah, so I know, I think they have merch though and stuff like that. I don't know. if People want to support online. Just follow them on Instagram. I think it's Elevated PDX. And they just remodeled. Their space is really pretty. And that's why they were closed recently. Mm-hmm. But they just reopened. Um, like the second or something. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to shout that out and, and just do, just, just try, you know, it might be a couple, you know, minutes out of your way to go to a coffee shop, like elevated or like dead stock or something, but it's worth it. And especially when the coffee is as good as they're, they're making it, just give it a shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I know that'll be my new, like, it's it's walking. This is like a 10-minute walk from my house. So that's going to be my new, you know, neighborhood coffee shop. And they're open right now during the pandemic, which is awesome. But also, you know, respect food service workers. Wear a fucking mask yeah. if you're going to go. And, yeah,
0: that's it. Word.
2: Now uh, we can talk fuck the 4th of July.
0: Fuck the 4th of July. <laughs> well, even... I wanted to kind of reach back to something you made light of in talking about coffee culture that i think you know a lot of these proto portland type business um communities all have a problem with and I, i i just used a fancy word to try and express like um Businesses that might do well in Portland, like a business you might move to Portland, Oregon to start, like mm-hmm. weed or coffee, or it could be like yoga beer, studios or beer. just in or micro micro uh crafting breweries and stuff like that. Um, that's another one. Again, I don't have any of the information on this, but I could guess that these businesses all have that kind of a problem: a representation problem, an inclusion problem. A uh, problem of reparations, if you will, or just like, uh, what's that word? Uh, uh, affirmative action, um, mm-hmm. in in different forms. I feel like a lot of businesses that uh, thrive in our quote unquote progressive uh, uh, sorry progressive community here in Portland, eco friendly and all that stuff. Um, it really well represents the kind of racism, the brand of racism that exists in a city like this. And I know a lot of our listeners also don't live here in Portland, but you Mm -hmm. may even live in a city like Portland, honestly, that uh, just brands itself as this woke place right? uh, with all this fairness and equality and representation or compassion and... um, you know, th- those are arguably worse, you know. Um, right. A lot of yeah. black people will will tell you that they they would rather know who is the racist in the room, right, um, as opposed to someone um, very confused about their interactions with the black community. Another bit of a tangent there, but that's, that's I mean, that is such a culture here in, in cities like this, mm-hmm. and we have to be, like, really um, aware of like hyper aware of when that is happening. Cause I think that's eerily more dangerous, um, uh, kind of racism that exists and, uh, yeah. separates people from opportunities. So yeah, uh, again, elevated PDX, definitely check that out. And, and yeah, I didn't have a whole thing for fourth, for fuck the fourth <laughs> of July, but I just, I, I, I know y'all have to hear me say it. I have to be on the air saying it. Fuck the 4th of July, and it's for several reasons. First of all, I think it's a stupid holiday. Um, One, because not everybody has the same freedoms in this country, so what are we celebrating? Two, the people that you are kind of celebrating, even though this isn't Veterans Day, um, but the people that you are celebrating in a way are the people that go and quote-unquote fight for your freedom, right? Um, And then we shoot these loud-ass triggering fireworks... (laughs) all across the country to uh, remind ourselves of the bloodshed to have supposed freedoms. And, you know, I understand like fucking with America in the extent of like, you know, it's really hard to live in other places. It's really, really hard to live in most countries outside the U S. Uh, and it's hard to live in this country as well. We can hold both of those thoughts in mind at the same time. Uh, And in a way, you know, I love America in the sense that I'm willing to hold it accountable for what it says it is supposed to represent, right? So I love myself in the way that not just like uh, I treat myself when I feel bad. No, I hold myself accountable when I make certain mistakes. And and self-love is, you know, not taking the easy way out. Um, And so uh i would say i love america in that sense that i want to live here and i want to live in a c- i a country that this place says it is right I, um i want to live in that fairy tale place that does not exist here and it doesn't exist here and not everybody's free in this country and for that freedom the very reason we have that freedom is very potentially the reason why it is so hard to live in other countries so i don't think it's very special to be us i don't think july 4th is the day to celebrate being a black person in this country um i think it's more of a reminder of the fact that we haven't held up (laughs) the 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 documented reasons for the separation or we have and we've just been lied to um a lot and in the process so uh that's kind of my take on it and then obviously you know we're in a fucking pandemic like one year of not getting together for a 4th of July cookout even though it's hard and people want to like uh have some sense of normalcy and some sense some reason to celebrate some reason to come together and feel like family but I also feel like you know to be honest we're not soaking in the severity of the time that we're living in enough like as much as I try you know escapism is necessary like we are just straight up delusional about what's happening in this country. So excuse me for feeling like, uh, I want to be depressed all the time or something, but really it's because, uh, let's say misery loves company and there's not enough people out there like soaking in the moment, which is, mm-hmm. is just, is, is just horrible and unlike anything we've seen. Uh, so, you know, excuse me for like having some sense of reality uh, making it a little bit difficult to want to celebrate the flag today. Got Word. It. <laughs> a,
2: I think you said it, man. Um, I've always hated this holiday. I'm going to call it a holiday. I've always hated this shit. It's like just a... Yeah, it's backwards. It's like fucking... It, it's a, in the same... Um, it's in the same like delusional celebration as Columbus Day, where it's just like you just you're using an excuse to have a day off or celebrate something or whatever, and the 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 meaning of what it is is completely lost on people. And if it's not lost on people, it's completely it, it's a bad meaning to begin with. It shouldn't me, shouldn't mean what it means to begin with. Like People keep um, people
0: keep saying that we're trying to uh, erase history and right. that if we don't uh, memorialize the history, then we won't know where we're going in the future. But we, we just made up the history. The history right. that we have been told isn't real. Like, yes, I want to forget that. Yes, I want to get rid of that. These people but, are saying we're erasing is the erasure of history. Like what actually
2: happened yeah. and what actually is important is what they don't want to celebrate. <laughs> um, beyond that, I just, I hate fireworks. I've always hated fireworks. I think this shit is like stupid. It's triggering for a lot of people, like you said, veterans especially, which is like, aren't we supposed to be like celebrating those people as well? Like, um, it's it's triggering for people with animals and people who have disabilities that require animal. Assistance, like yeah. it's hard. It's very hard it's a, for them a, because their animals are reacting to certain things. The same, like it's, it's just a it's fucking sad that it only took holiday. me
0: till this year to really think about it this way. But it is an incredibly ableist holiday. Yeah, right. It's probably Absolutely. like one of the most.
2: It's probably yeah, it's, one it's of the most and the most um, Yeah, and I, I just, I mean, people are gonna hear all this rant after the fact, but I always say every year like one you really shouldn't be fucking celebrating this shit it's not it's not what you think it is and two if you are going to fucking celebrate it be responsible be respectful to your neighbors be you know responsible be respectful to yourself a lot of, i've known a lot of people who fucking drink and drive on this holiday endangering others and themselves and um i don't know i think we said it all but just fuck the fourth of july this, <laughs> this shit sucks like and uh and on top of that like uh don't go around saying happy 4th of july or happy (laughs) holiday or some shit to people because it's not happy for like a lot of people it's not happy at all especially
0: today like for me like i i will not front um and and act like this isn't really the first year that i've i've really started to take a a strong stance on like what are we celebrating but right I feel like that's the very natural emotion that someone should be feeling during this time. Like, I get if you were like me last year and like you didn't mind celebrating it. It's not like I went crazy for the Fourth of July or anything like that. And you know, but but this has got to be one of those years where it's like you just are reconsidering things in your life and things going on and and the customs of the the United States way. And this is like one of the first things that comes to my mind because it's because of the timing, you know, because of like I knew this would be one of the first big holidays that we'd experience um, around the time trying to reopen the country. And, uh, you know, since this whole pandemic and whatnot. So this is a good time. This is a good time to switch up some of these narratives. Uh, And for me, this is definitely going to be the first year of now forever that I'm going to definitely take a stance again like just reminding people like what what are we celebrating exactly like you tell me you tell me what we're celebrating because i'm pretty sure i got ammo for every level of it at this point um we we came in with not only a lot to talk about in the space of the world um and ourselves because we're already an hour deep Uh, we haven't even (laughs) got to a single album yet um i think i'll keep this a pretty long episode too if i can but we came in wanted to talk uh not only a lot of life stuff a full slate of it but also a full slate of music talk um only two big albums for us but they're pretty big or like we can talk about them you know we can we can definitely Mm sink our teeth into them so later on in the episode you're gonna hear us talking about west side gun uh you're also gonna hear us talking about pop smoke rest in peace pop smoke uh but first, I think we did want to make sure we, we spent some time because I think we, we missed an opportunity last week to, um, to, to pose the question, uh, what the hell is wrong with DJ Academics? <laughs> uh, what, what happened oh, to that God. man in his life that makes him make some of the decisions that he's made? Uh, we're going we're gonna to pose that question today, and I think it's even more suited, even better suited for us given that we've had a, a week to soak it in to see him um, implode a little bit, uh, and even uh, have to be removed from Twitch and from the Everyday Struggles show for at least a little bit, um, you've seen academics and and Freddie Gibbs like go at each other before, right? Like you know, this isn't just like as of the last couple weeks.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I've, I've seen them like take jabs. Um. I've never seen anything like this, though. But,
0: yeah. I've seen him interact. Let's just say, while Fred is absolutely serving up fatalities left and right <laughs> <laughs> to academics, <laughs> I mean, this man has just been killing him. I The most hilarious part of it all, to me, is, like, while that's happening, like, Axe just going to, like, turn up the hardest on Chrissy Teigen and John Legend.
2: I, this man, what did he say? He's like, I will pay some, I'll pay a lady five thousand dollars if they tell me they slept with academics right now and then he's just like it's like a, it's like you don't even need to respond to that like it's
0: but he definitely you just does not respond. yeah he, he has a really weird way of like being too obvious that he's hating on you or that he just doesn't like you for a certain reason so i'm referring to when he made a video about about freddie gibbs about something that freddie gibbs said to uh, about him he hopped on and he's like yeah freddie gibbs is one of those rappers that you know he's like kind of at the tail end of his career he's kind of like you know like his best days are behind him like kind of a ways you know it was like a bunch of it was like five sentences of like that um Uh and, and shit like that that was like two weeks before he signed to warner like and dropped alfredo and is dropping this music video with rick ross here in a couple days and shit like that so um it's
2: just crazy that we let such a an uninformed uninterested in act in like music like he doesn't care about i feel like he doesn't care about hip-hop i've seen a lot of people say this too that he's kind of just a like a leech in this shit where he doesn't really care about hip hop. He cares about like most of the stuff that he talks about that's music related is like sales numbers and shit. And like, I know at least, cause I've, I do follow, I actually, I don't know if I follow him on Instagram anymore, but I did follow him on Instagram for a long time. And nearly everything that he talks about that isn't like drama or like headline shit that like the shade room or like TMZ would talk about. Is only is sales and like, that's yeah. not all that hip hop is. And if you're judging, like, if you're judging people's relevancy off their sales, then yes, Freddie Gibbs isn't look like the most relevant person. But that's because no one's like, like his sales. Oh, you numbers. you're referring
0: to his argument that uh, whether him or Jeezy is more relevant. Like, if they both dropped an album today, Because right. they were saying that on Everyday Struggle, basically you know yeah. he would sell well, more but then he, he talk, would sell 50 all
2: the time where it's like like i'm trying to remember there was somebody recently that's like it, the album was great but it just didn't sell crazy because it's not like promoted the same way that like takashi or fucking you know like gunna or somebody or Lil baby is promoted yeah and it's like well, yeah, obviously that those guys are relevant. They're fucking also cheesy. Promo- doesn't have two albums
0: crazy. with fucking Madlib. Like academics right. doesn't even know who Madlib is.
2: Exactly. <laughs> he like he's talking about like like throughout this whole fucking thing. Doesn't even thing, know who is.
0: So right. I love that you brought that up because, and I will also admittedly say, like, still to this day, like I I consume academics content. Because I do because it, it's because it's, one it's funny it's funny, like, it's funny it, it can be funny it's entertainment i think is a an important thing to think about it's entertainment um it's informative entertainment but it is solely entertainment and it's for the purpose of him and his motives and his right. you know what he wants to cover in hip-hop but the thing is is that uh that's the danger of uh some mo- as as like an entertainer also sort of posing as news, especially in the space of subjective music, you know, like content creating Um, when someone's really trying to take that news position in this genre, um, they're going to try to like, uh, you know, really dictate it in their own way. So that's the problem I have with that. Which is why you know when you watch these people, you really got to be clear, like okay, Joe Budden podcast, another one, like entertainment, you know, like it's yeah, a, it's important to maybe think about it in that way that their way of thinking does not represent the entirety of hip hop or even the the zeitgeist or the 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 most important right. things happening in hip hop right now because the other thing that I want to bring up in reference to academics is our biggest hip hop commentarians or pundits. Um, The most notable that we know of, to be Jamaican with it because he's Jamaican, uh, the kind of clashes he's had with like rappers and stuff, it's just like he's never had that kind of energy for anybody. He's had like more like, I'll troll you. I'll talk about your sales. I'll get my comment section to go in on you and shit like that. But like to all of a sudden to have like this six, nine level disrespect energy uh, for Chrissy right. Teigen and John Legend, like how fucking stupid do you sound? Like how dumb does that sound, right? Like
2: yeah, like the Freddie Gibbs shit that would have flown. Like I don't think I don't think Twitch or Complex would have said anything. Like it's that's just like it, it was. It seemed like a little more like intense because I feel like he really just didn't have anything to come back with, and he was starting to like kind of lose it a little bit. But like, but like I'm not surprised that Twitch banned him for the Chrissy Teigen shit. Like you can't like Twitch is actually pretty strict about what their guidelines are, the community guidelines and shit. Mm-hmm. And to be like calling Chrissy Teigen who by all accounts is like chill, a great entrepreneur, <laughs> a, just a good person overall. Yeah. To be like calling her out a name and shit like that, like that's crazy, like.
0: And oh oh, and he, oh oh oh, and here was the thing that that killed me. So he does have an apology video. He does have an apology video where he explains to his fans like oh, I didn't see that what's you know that he's going to be off of complex for the weekend and for a couple days and that um that the twitch ban did happen and he's like so i I guess i did i should apologize you know i definitely went a little overboard or something was the type of terminology that he used um to just from where we're sitting it looked like the chrissy teigen thing was what got him banned from twitch and what got him in trouble Although it was like a weekend of him just like getting drunk on lives and going off on people and off the rails. Yeah. So he does this apology video after the fact, after he's been disciplined and he apologizes, but to Nadeska, who is the mediator, the girl he works with on everyday struggle. He doesn't say Chrissy Teigen's name. He doesn't say John legend. He really doesn't say anyone in particular um it felt like more of an apology directly to Nege- to the nadeska because this is supposed to be a time where we're, we're like you know uh, uplifting and and, and and appreciating women right and he kind of called this other woman out of her name so he's apologizing to a different woman that he works with because he did that and and not addressing the the issue at hand so um Unreal. That's, that's unreal. Well, to like me, mindset to have. I feel
2: right. That to me is just like a saving face with complex thing. I don't think that's like that. That doesn't sound like a. Well, he didn't even say Chrissy Tegan's name, so it's clearly not a genuine apology to Chrissy. But like, even the Adeska thing, like that sounds more like he's just trying to save face with his coworkers at Complex, so that you know, like it, it makes him look a little better to the entire organization that like. Yes. Yo, like, I'm still going to be this controversial guy, but, like, I'm never, like, I'm sorry that, like, that I might have offended my coworker. Like, that's completely backwards to me. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, he's just off the rails. Like, I and, and it's kind of lame just because it's, like, like you said, it is entertainment. And that's, like, w- what we're doing right now is kind of reading into it more than, like, we need... We're, we're kind of, like... We're kind of, like, making it... Uh, I don't know how to explain this. It's a big deal when, really, it's just entertainment and, like, whatever. The Chrissy Teigen thing is actually a big deal. But, like, the Freddie Gibbs thing, that's just entertainment. But, like, it kind of sucks because it's just, like... Like, he is kind of a fun guy to follow. And I do get, like, sometimes the stuff... When we talk about on the no, podcast, I, I follow
0: his Yeah, I I'm I'm there, man. I follow his have yeah. followed his content for a long time and, and probably and right. will continue to, but
2: I mean I thought fo- I originally started following him because of Everyday Struggle when Joe Budden was on there. I just loved when they fucking beefed with each other. Yeah. But like then Joe Budden left. I didn't care about Everyday Struggle, but I still followed him because sometimes when we talk about the few times we do talk about album sales, we don't do it a lot on the on this podcast, but we do bring it up every once in a while just because it's an interesting figure. Like I do get that information from him. Like I don't. I don't, yeah. don't want to follow Billboard because Billboard's fucking stupid fuck in them itself on another yeah, level. Fuck Billboard. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, ugh, dude, like it's hard to try to like justify a dude like him. Like he's just such a. It, snake it's the sometimes. very
0: nature. Not to mention. Of-
2: then to him and Takashi like I I fucking hate (laughs) Takashi I can't like they are the most annoying fucking people especially together
0: yeah Ugh. just like academics is one of those people that that truly 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 I feel like has no real allegiances other to to himself you know to be honest and the 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 point I'm making is like hey the people you see him interacting with and working with and being friends with like that's probably a conditional thing because it is in a lot of the entertainment industry um the people you see him beefing with is also a conditional thing the things that he has negative things to say about is also a conditional thing if these people could do more for him he probably wouldn't have the exact same words to approach the subject with and that's where we need to consider where we're getting news and when we're getting infotainment um and that's really important to like understand that something like tj academics is is definitely that it's definitely more into infotainment um and while it's i still find it okay to consume that content it's the very nature of consuming entertainment that this is the kind of environment people end up in this is the kind of things people end up doing um Mm -hmm. and saying about each other or interacting with each other in certain ways uh, because we have a lot of demand for this kind of content and these kinds of people in these kinds of spaces so um, either we really need to truly reconsider what those spaces are and what we want them to look like or we need to understand that when like when we are consuming that um you know <laughs> that this is something that we're supporting and if we start to see it go in that direction like we need to be vocal about it we need to find out ways to um, disincentivize that type of behavior I know we don't have a ton of power me and you but um you know it's it's a really good conversation we're having about like the people just famous people in general man like we trust them Mm -hmm. way more than they ever you know uh have earned the right to be i think or yeah (laughs) some more LaCroix on that one and uh what time is it? We have talked for so long. Hour and thirty minutes going. So, if you if you're cool with it, man. I mean, I, I don't have no. Do. I'm, I don't got I
2: don't have this shit to do today. So. Yeah, yeah.
0: So we can we can put some good time in on this these albums, and this will be a good episode too to be long. Yeah. If you're listening, uh, I guess you wouldn't know, but we're doing this on a Saturday. Uh, we've been doing a lot of Saturday episodes in the second half of this. I
2: kind of like the Saturday Saturday
0: move is nice. And normally if we do it on Sunday, uh, Trent's got to go to work. If we do it on Saturday, I still got to go to work, but we can do that. It's like a little bit later. So it's a little bit better today though. um, Surprisingly, even to me, I I just found this out a couple days ago. I was going to be off today. So um, I've always, I always want these episodes to be a little bit longer. Uh, I imagine Mm -hmm. the people who listen to our full episodes would listen to 30 more minutes at a time or you know like those jbp episodes are fucking <laughs> the best ones like when i was listening to it the yeah most, the best ones are like three and a half hours and because i'm listening to them like for an entire shift so right. i fuck with long podcasts i hope y'all do too and i'm assuming if you've made it this far into the episode you do as well so probably do <laughs> you probably do before we talk about fly god is an awesome god too though um i just don't think enough people give enough credit to fly god is an awesome god one anything like related to fly god like anything with a name fly god in it in the album right. i love um you told me some of your favorite songs from there i know Gunlib was one um uh, l-
2: lunch luncheon luncheon is probably like my top Five Westside Gun songs. That beat is so crazy, and he just—I want, <laughs> you know, back to back. want Draco's. Beat, yeah. I want, yeah. It's just I don't know. It's so smooth, but I also like. Uh, I don't have. I don't have the album Sen- uh, pulled up in front of me, but there's a there's a good sharing. handful of songs that I really like on. Uh, but Batista is really good. Wait, uh. Yeah. <laughs> the only song I on the project that I don't love is I think the dance floor love song that's like kind of a slow jam but it, I don't know Westside side gun and slow jams off like crazy. come here
0: bitch, come here, bitch song <laughs> yeah This is like another series within the right West Side discography uh, come here bitch songs
2: yeah, Sensational Sherry is also one of my favorites on that
0: Yeah, I love some of the funkiest, grimiest beats on yeah. here. Uh and Sensational Sherry is one.
4: Heat yeah. is it.
0: Oh my god. I think this this beat is an absolutely disgusting uh
3: my kicks cost your My bricks and my bitch was imported. We zipped through I used to It's
0: like no one would rap over that except right. the Griselda guy. That's one of those yeah. Griselda beats that nobody would rap over except for them. You
2: know what's also a pretty underrated project is... I'm kind of going off on a tangent now, but I'm just like looking at his discography. Fourth Rope Fourth is rope. like really fucking
0: yes. awesome. Yeah, Lotto. The single is mm. one of my favorite, like top five or ten Griselda songs. Period. But yeah, um, if you're a Griselda fan, man, you got to spend time with some of these. Everybody's got like their own unique projects, uh, in that discography that they like. Those are definitely two of the underrated ones for us. <laughs> um. So yeah, I was really honestly surprised that a, f- a two was coming out for this because I, j- I really did just see it as this uh, one little pit stop in what we had been hearing so far. Um, I wanted to listen to the intro with or, or some portion of it.
3: I would like to begin by saying to you that everything is not for everybody. And with that said, I would like for you to understand that you are in a renaissance. And you are very fortunate to be around these renaissance figures. And the reason why you are very fortunate is because the universe places you exactly where your intelligence belongs. The universe and how intelligent you
0: What do you think about that? <laughs> like what's being said or yeah, what like, do you think about that statement Like the last like 10 seconds
2: Cause like the part where Like the universe places you exactly Where your intelligence is most important.
0: Whatever Yeah and he's gonna go on to say uh, Yeah I can not agree with that I don't know
2: It's weird I don't think about like the Philosophical Side of shit very often
0: some At work get very... we were
2: talking about like uh what is it called? Like the difference between like, like free will and
0: mm, yeah.
2: Whatever whatever the other thing's called. I was like, yo, this is over my head, bro. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I'll go with whatever. <laughs> I'd just be trying to make I'll it. I'll go do with whatever. Day, you just tell me what's up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd just be trying to take care of my own little life over here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um Um, I do like that that initial statement though, of like everything isn't for every person yeah. or, or everybody on the planet. Because so many things about life are that way. And there I feel I feel like people tend to um Maybe not think everything's for them, but definitely try to feel like some certain things that should not be for them are for them. Yeah. I feel like that is very much in the American way of, like, possessing things that, like, aren't really yours to have. So um, that is, I just want (laughs) to,
2: not to go on another fucking full tangent, but (laughs) that is literally... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what the united states
0: is yeah just yeah. taking a bunch of shit that isn't for us yeah or wasn't and making it for us yeah
2: appropriating an entire fucking country anyway
3: uh, are direct descendants of one another The universe places intelligent things and intelligent people exactly where they belong and are required. We are very fortunate to be participating in this renaissance period together. With that said, I'd also like to add, you must be very, very, very aware that fear destroys that which is temporary that does not last as long as this beautiful renaissance period was dominated and ruled and governed by fear see art our art this art the art surrounding you the art that you hear does something else you see it made fear into its servant. praise god god is the greatest
0: yeah you get the gist so here's the, the thing i like about a west side gun album listening experience aa a. rashid we've definitely heard him on the other west side gun projects and fly god projects and shit like he's if you know west side gun to a certain extent like you know this guy because he's just been on the intros and the outros um they like there is nothing that gets me more ready for an album than something like that. Um mm-hmm. I love that it's like a spoken um it's like a spoken representation of the identity of the album, but it's not from him, it's from another person, but it it very much like echoes his sent- sentiments and it feels the same when like Keisha Plum comes into these albums later on like she too um provides third person perspective familiar third person perspective on the f- sense of the album uh <clears throat> and so it's it and it's all for this listening experience in a way which i find awesome uh which i find incredibly appealing about these albums and whatnot so to start there to have that i'm like okay i'm ready and then conductor, conductor, conductor. I, you know, you you get to beats yeah. like this yeah. Yeah. and it's hard not to get excited about an album and feel like you're going to love an album when the first couple hey, beats
1: everybody think they fly now, are what they are. Ah. You ever a a brick in the but I'll pause yeah. there for a moment, I'll pause there for a moment because
0: what we haven't talked about is the album cover. Uh-huh. Shoot. It's not bad, I just,
2: I'm not crazy about it. For, for a West Side Gun, well, actually, you know, it really doesn't fall that out of line with a lot of this stuff, but
0: I'm just not crazy about it. It's really simple.
2: I love the, I love the the Fly God is an, is an Awesome God original cover. That is one of my favorites that he's done.
0: Wait, are you talking about the one that's on Spotify? Or is there one before that? The the one that's on spot. okay. The first one. That's one of his best. Yeah, of them all. I I agree. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, there's just like not a lot to this one. I think visually it looks awesome, Um, but it is like just really just simple picture Mm of (laughs) him, just white tee and designer headscarf or something.
2: Um, Yeah, but I mean, if you think about it, it's really not that. With like, you know, two like a third of the Hitler wears Hermes covers are similar type of thing. The Supreme blind tell it's like a little harder, but it's really just a picture of him with a mask.
0: Yeah. His later ones have been amazing and some of the earlier ones are cool, but yeah, it's, it's really actually as of semi recent, I feel like the, the album covers have gotten consistently like pretty amazing. Um, so, there's, like, a few things to bring up in this album. Like, you know, I'm sure you've been hearing about Armani Caesar. Uh, yeah. Since she signed to Griselda um, some, you know, not that long ago. So, okay, there's a female rapper in this space now. Um, What's she going to sound like? What's her, like, what's her grime level, you know? Like, is she going to be, like... Right. A real like I'm gonna pull up a doot do 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 you like kind of attitude, or is it gonna be more of like a scamming thing, or is it you know like what is her take on it? So that was interesting mm-hmm. to me too. But then also you look at this when we get the track list a couple days before, or a day before, or the night before, uh, and we see like three times on here Stove God Cooks is on here, and I feel like Stove God Cooks has probably got to get brought up yeah when when discussing this album because he has some of the nastier one-liners throughout um yeah our guy our our guy brought up a couple of them like the you know me and me and emerald lagasse at two stoves you know having a cook off cook off at the two stoves right next to one or something like that that was crazy he said uh oh the Cartier goggles like uh, like Horace Grant. Horace
2: Grant. Yeah, that shit was pretty crazy.
0: Uh, yeah, some of the other ones that he had were are, are beyond me at the moment. But Anth brought those two up and I know throughout the rest of these verses, like he has some sick one liners, so who the fuck is this guy? Well uh, I went
2: on his Spotify and like listened to he only has one project on his Spotify and it's a collab project with Rock Marciano. What? And it's really I mean, it's it's cool. I don't know if he did his thing as much as he did. I feel like th- like maybe... Drought. I think that came out last year.
0: Uh, or maybe no, earlier this year, 20, but... It says 2020.
2: Well, it's cool, but it's like a little, like, coming off of this and then going to listen to that, I was like a little, like, oh, he, he just went crazy on the West Side shit. Uh, the okay. other... The Rock Me was really good. But not like, not like crazy bars like this is. Because this was like, holy shit, like, who is this guy?
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because there's a lot of guys that uh, are in this Griselda crew. You know, it's not just Westside Conway and Benny. Um, other names do get brought up, like Flea Lord and I'm forgetting the other people's names. Uh, El Camino. El Camino. Um, and there's... There's a few of them that work closely with these guys. Um, if the future stove God cook's music and rap style is anything up to the level of what's on these features, um, <laughs> he's like the next best one like yeah it'll no, go it'll you. go Westside, Conway Benny and that guy um, filthy 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 verses because he has like the same kind of rasp and like uh demeanor that like flea lord or el camino do have um but he kind of sounds like he's got sauce yeah he kind of sounds like a
2: buffalo i don't know if he's from buffalo but like just the sound of buffalo he kind of sounds like that version of boogie to me You know, Boogie has like a nice voice. He's kind of got that lisp. Yeah, like that's kind of what he sounds <laughs> a little, like to Little me, character but just, like that voice. Yeah, just like a little, not a little, a lot dirtier though. <laughs> and then now they got Armani. I know you brought her up. I kind of see her. I don't know. I like her. I didn't. I wasn't crazy about the that little C's song. Was not like one of my favorites on this. But I do think she's gonna bring like. Listening to some other stuff, just, I don't, I haven't listened to her music that much, but I've listened, I I follow on Instagram now, and just hearing clips and shit that she's posted, she kind of has, like, almost, like, a transcending from the, from the Griselda side of things into, like, maybe the more mainstream, like, maybe the more radio friendly, Mm. where, I don't know, maybe we'll see West Side Gun on the radio just by virtue of a feature or something.
0: Interesting. I kind of
2: think, because she has kind of like a Meg the Stallion, sort of like high energy, bumpy, but still pretty like, but still kind of like, you know, like she's down with, with her shit though. Like, yeah. so, I mean, I like her. I think that she, she's going to bring a, something different to Griselda.
0: I, I, I think I see exactly what you mean. And I think keep like Westside probably does see it in that way. Like, right. Here's somebody that could take what we do, but really make it appeal to a wider base. Because, yeah. you know, the Griselda brand is going to continue to grow and, you know, change the minds of some people. But to an extent, you know, it's, it's kind of difficult to suggest this music to some people. Right. Um, so you know and i mean at something the, like putting the a woman into that that uh that team already just um gives an upside of reaching dimensions that y'all could have never really have tapped into right. yourselves just by the nature of her style
1: and yeah uh,
0: i i agree with you man
2: and i mean i i know like It's it's kind of the thing that I like about Griselda beyond just like the fact that all the music is great, is that Griselda does a really good job of being a label that promotes the artistry as well as the entrepreneurship. Like I feel like there's a lot of labels that you know prioritize. Well, obviously, there's a lot of labels that prioritize money over art. That's like your big fucking corporations and shit but then there's also a lot of labels that I feel like you know maybe they're so focused on the music that the promotion and the the uh, you know growing growing the audience is sort of lost on them and that's yeah. okay like underground shit is can, will always be underground and that's like part of the beauty of it mm-hmm. but I think Rizelda does a good job of like kind of finding a balance between those two things where something like this, like signing something like Armani Caesar, who um, is unknown, is still technically underground, but could bring more of a approachable sound and bring a different audience along with it. Mm -hmm.
0: Or Benny, like Benny specifically, sorry, or bring more females, bring more women into like included into this space of really grimy, yeah buffalo music like that that it may be more accessible to some people who may already even already like them but this may be an accept more accessible form of it
2: right well i just like especially somebody like benny who i you know benny can benny's as grimy as the other two but benny also has i feel like the most approachable sound the most like you could put him on something that might get radio play and he was on the russ album there you go. And it's like I feel like that that addition opens a lot of doors
0: that like maybe were there
2: but weren't as approachable to begin with.
0: Yeah. Like we'll see what they do yeah. with it and they they've had such a good business strategy so far that you imagine they'll do a lot. But I want to go back right. to exactly what you were saying because um that is the thing about West Side Gun and Griselda that is incredibly genius is that the artistry fuels the entrepreneurship. Like you the entrepreneurship is just what you do with the incredible um reserve of talent and material that you have. And mm-hmm. what you were saying about other labels is that they get focused on the music, but they're not gonna create a universe surrounding the music that griselda has successfully done to this point or maybe even an overall ethos for uh this community uh and making it actually feel like a community because that's what griselda does kind of even just for us um as big fans like we feel like we're in a community of other big fans and Uh, fanship fandom can be like that but uh they, they they've the hardest thing to do in some businesses is to get your name out there and to get people to want to like really consume as much as possible what you do um, but they've taken this model that makes something like supreme what it is uh, which is the fact that you're just you're, you're capitalizing on the scarcity of your your product and the uh the desire of which people want to have Mm -hmm. it and how fast it'll sell out and how limited it will be but you keep making so many of these things that you've created this universe of products that uh i mean just such a wide range of skews and things that um and, and i'm saying this in terms of like they literally sell the merch they literally have their own fashion brand uh, right. so they do really exist in this space because they consider high fashion. They consider, um, uh, I'm talking about Supreme. Oh my God. I could be t- just talking about like any one of the major high fashion brands that he names in a song. Like you right. know that's where he pulls his inspiration from. And he's actually m- turning the I- like how people sell clothes into how you sell albums and c- clothes that represent music or, you know, just like. Flipping it a little bit and um, all that to say that when you're a Griselda member, like you know that you're going to be fed off of people enjoying, listening, consuming your music and anything that has to do with you. If you're some guy on a record label who signed to another record label who signed to another record label, you know, you're just like working forever to try and pay back money that you've already been paid. And these people... Uh, if Instagram goes away today and Spotify goes away today, you know, like, they are going to survive. You know, it's it's going to be a huge hit for maybe what they had projected uh, now that things are getting bigger. But what they've already have done has set them up genera- generationally. Mm-hmm. We're f- far on a tangent here, and we'll come back and kind of cat this album down with some final thoughts. But the reason you know, uh, Westside was so sad in that video of the leak that happened. He had all these records of his, all of his, all of the the LPs that he had set aside from all of his previous albums uh, being damaged and no longer really being worth anything or, or worth much Um, was such a devastating thing to him because it was something that he had a plan and had worked that you know he knew like he was gonna give those to his children. And it's like he's he like he's just worked in such a way to um be good. If he literally does stop rapping today, like he's gonna have a million doors mm-hmm. open on the other side of it. So um did that that clip does resonate with me because it just totally represents everything that Griselda is about in terms of like their business model. Um and like you said, the Armani Caesar edition and any other potential additions that they make in the future, you know, they're probably going to be made to start tapping into some market that they're not already. Because, you know, if you're looking for a certain type of thing in hip hop and it's Griselda, like you are finding your way there. Um, it, that's kind of been what's happening uh, one way or another. So I imagine it's going to continue to grow uh, as for the album itself it's like it's pretty dope I, I wouldn't say it's like i think the the bar for west side gun is kind of a high bar so it's it's tough to say this is an above average uh fly god record but um it's right on par with where i wanted it to be for me to be like okay this is an exciting thing this isn't mm-hmm. sort of uh of a of a letdown or or nothing like that um i I, and i I think it sticks well also to the uh styles of the original fly god is an awesome god um benny said he had vs cuts on his wrist so big he could catch infections Um, (laughs) i mean this album's just got a lot of good stuff on it still so any other thoughts from you man no i mean i'm just like
2: this album is really good. I mean, like you said, it the bar is high, so it's like, it's like probably it's probably not even like I don't know. It's hard. He has so many projects too. Like it's probably like not like a top five West Westside project, but it's still really good. It's still a lot better than a lot of the shit that's coming out. And like, um, it's crazy to think that this is <laughs> just the second of probably. I don't know four or five projects <laughs> he's going to put out this year. <laughs> so it's I like know. I don't know like as good as this might be I probably won't even think about it for the rest of the year if he puts out another thing in a month
0: like you know. Yeah, and then what's going to be on that? It's going to be fucking it's, it's still going to be crazy like right. So I I don't even know man. It's going to be and it's going to be hard making an end of the year list with like if he does actually release like four or five projects. Yeah. Uh, how, I don't know how I'm going to make a list if they're all good, <laughs> if they're all even remotely close. Cause I thought pray for Paris was amazing. It was my album of the year when it dropped. Yeah. So that's crazy, bro. Um <laughs> Yeah. I love the intro. I love the Michael Irvin track, the Jose Canseco song. Um, all those stove, God cooks features. Again, we talked about the Armani. It was cool. Um, the song itself, like wasn't, I wasn't crazy about it. Like the beat starting. Um, so when she got to her verse and her verse was just cool. Um, didn't really, I don't know. I wasn't really like much of, I can't, I don't know what to think about her yet. I really don't. Um, the Benny and Boldy song, Crazy. Uh and then it's shit the, is so good. And then the second half of the project is like where it gets a little um I'm a little less familiar with it at this particular moment. Um, but there is that uh basically that song like it's like an extension of that song it did on the Free Nationals album. Uh mm-hmm. I forget which one it was here. Is it Drive by Love or Rebirth? It's, it's one of the Keisha Plum ones. It's one of the Keisha ones. Yeah. I who I love th- by the way.
2: I love seeing Keisha Plum on this shit. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's
2: she always. It's so at- cool. It's one of those. She is one of those elements that makes Westside's music sound like the high fashion or the art, like the high art that he loves so much. Like she brings an element that's so artistic and like refined that, like, there's nobody like Keisha Plum on like other albums
0: like
2: and it wouldn't really work on a lot of people's albums but it works with west side
0: yeah and like the fact that she's on so many of the albums too like going so far back um is is cool too every time you hear she's just such a familiar figure on these songs um yeah I, i i love having her on all these projects. And, um, I did feel a little subjected to the lyrics of, uh, of the song, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Probably won't come back to that one super often, but it's cool, I guess. Uh, so yeah, overall I would say, you know, it's, it's sitting around there. At like, a on average, kind of what you would expect from what's gun. If you're a big fan, uh, and I'm glad that the Fly God is an Awesome God series gets another project because it is an album uh, in that in that discography that I think is unique and cool. So and so is this one. Oh, Conductor Williams, by the way, that's yeah. the name we got to keep an eye on yeah. production. I thought wise. that
2: like I thought that like they had found a. I mean, they did. They found a fucking sure thing in Derringer, but like Conductor. Dude
0: is fucking. He's pop. an. He's just
2: another layer.
0: And that tag too is so fire. Condu- yeah. Conductor. Conductor. Conductor.
2: Conductor.
0: Yeah. That goes hard. All right. I'm gonna pull up the pop smoke. Pop it in. Pop it in, bro. Um. That's right. We still gotta do albums of the month too. <laughs> we, we are deep in the episode uh okay whatever we haven't had time to do a long one like this in a while it's kind of nice all of our episodes have been cut short as of like like 85 minutes or you know something in there so this is cool this is cool now you brought up that the quavo additions to the, the pop smoke album are on point and i would just like to extend that and say all four quavo and pop smoke songs are bangers because yeah. shake the room yeah. is one of his best songs yeah. and uh the, th- the three features the sorry the three features uh, that are on here are, are super dope so. I I but but cool. now uh, i'm just looking at this track list off rip and like the my favorite songs were 44 bulldog 44 bulldog Gangsters snitching, uh, the 50 Cent and Roddy Rich song, the Woo, and then the, um, the Got It On Me was pretty, pretty amazing, too. I had been hearing about this, this Many Men remix he was doing, and, uh, I didn't realize it would be like that. So, um, I don't know, if I had to pick one or two favorite songs on here, I guess it would be 44 Bulldog and The Woo 50 Cent. Roddy Rich. I think Roddy Rich like a Roddy Rich feature is a pretty surefire thing at the moment.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably say I'd really fuck with gangsters. probably put that and maybe I really like the woo too I also really like snitching I don't know there's a lot of songs on this I really like there's actually a lot fewer songs which kind of surprised me not because I don't believe in in pop smokes talent I just like never I'm gonna I am going i would not front and say like I love pop smoke before he passed away like I really just didn't know much about him I really don't know much about that whole scene um, I've been appreciative of it lately just because it's it's really cool and refreshing. But I was surprised, though, to say that there were a lot less songs on this thing that I didn't like. Like I didn't, I didn't really have a lot of songs that I was like, "This is not good." Like me neither. Is, um, which, like, a lot of these releases, especially posthumous
0: shit, in said it before, it's just so hit or miss. It's pretty much hits though. Yeah, and and if you want, let's talk about the the nature of the po- the posthumous album. Um, because I, I did another re- recent review on the Music Board app, uh, about this album, but really comparing it to to other, um, like. Posthumous releases in the past and just kind of like randomly I guess not holding a light too close to these albums but the ones I came up with kind of random were XXXTentacion and um, Notorious B.I.G. Uh, life After Death and I basically was praising this album and saying that I think it's a lot more like a life after death than it is the XXXTentacion album series of albums that came out after he died because i feel like one of the biggest things uh that's important with this record for fans and for the people involved is like this sense of closure you had an artist who wanted to have an album released his debut album in the summer there was a lot of talk about whether or not he could change hip-hop in new york and in brooklyn and across the nation in a sense uh, and he wanted to see if he could do that in a very New York way. Um, this album, I feel like, does a good job of taking good care of those ideas and actually making good on them and giving us a good sense of what he had planned for this. It's a little bit easier. It's one project. It's He had an idea. For a lot of the groundwork for some of these songs were done. Um, so you have something that is inherently complete, but it does give you that sense of what was ripped away from us. So contrast that with these XXXTentacion projects that come out fast after he passes. And they're these completely tied, like scattered and untethered um, pieces of just super distant little musical things. that he, Like it took, I, it felt like everything that he had and they put it out all in the span of like an, a, a year and a half or, or something like that. So one, it's that these projects were, were cash grabs. And two, mm-hmm. that you did several of them. You didn't take the best from everything and boil it down into one final statement about this artist. For the legacy of the artist, you just stoked the streaming numbers every so often. And gave fans no real sense of closure. Because there's these several other projects out here that uh, that don't really accomplish much so this feels more like life after death in the sense that um, you have an artist who was really on a trajectory to do something big and this still at least carries him to the finish line uh, mm-hmm. and, and feels like an overall dub for hip hop
2: I agree I agree I mean his career was just so was so early on that it's like like I don't know This it's weird to get a posthumous album that is both the cap like the, the end of his career as well and as pretty much the beginning of wow. his career um, you don't really see that a lot because um, he had just so much momentum trajectory was looking so good that i don't know like it, it looked like he was like pretty much on a straight shot for being one of the biggest things yeah at least at least in new york i mean but honestly just across the country um i don't know it's just pretty intense listening to it it's kind of weird because it's like I, I like that this project doesn't sound like a you know like 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 I'll take Circles for example. Circles sounds like impending a, death, like an end of a career kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's almost it's almost introspective to the point that it's like okay, like this is this is it, like this is it. But this sounds like a pro- like this sounds like the album that he was gonna put out as his debut
0: album. Yeah. This still sounds like, and this is kind of one of the sadder things about it, I feel like when I'm hearing it, Um, you know, it still sounds like this person that is representing a very invincible bravado about themselves, Mm -hmm. so it it is really, it's kind of depressing to know, like, for one reason or another, you know, we still don't know anything about like why this happened to him other than the fact that it had to be a pretty gang related thing. If no one is speaking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So some of the lyrics, they do feel a little like, they just, they do make me think about like kind of how he, how he went out and how it was like, it's really sad, you know, because part of this hip hop culture that we, um, promote really often is that sense of bravado and the uh the the violence that we kind of lean on all the time just to express ourselves so that does make this a little bit harder for me in some senses but it doesn't take anything away from like from musically or just like him rapping again a lot of these songs were done you know and and a lot of his Mm -hmm. verses are are and songs are pretty well put together. Now, it does make me think about what kind of behind-the-scenes magic that they had to pull together to make this a full album. You know, why, uh, or just how much material he had. Um, what exactly songs and collaborations had come together. Clearly, him and Quavo had been doing a lot of music together. And there's a video of him, um, of them doing the the West Coast shit. Um in the right. studio acapella like just uh, recording it at the time which also Pit Stop what do you think about that
1: song? Uh,
0: Is it one of the better songs or one of the Is it uh, that's not the first Quavo
1: beat.
2: that's not the second song right?
0: Nah, this is like right in the middle of the album. Like it's right the in taiga the and I remember song.
2: that one being probably my least favorite of Quavo's features, uh, but it's not a bad song. I don't know. It kind of that song kind of got lost in like that area where like Carol G is there and like uh, Rowdy yeah. whatever.
0: Yeah. That's actually the section I have probably the most difficulties with. Yeah, it's not you, bad. It's you'll, just kind
2: of like lost on me. The...
0: Like I don't I don't care. Like, <laughs> I, you're not going to get me to listen to Lil TJ. Like, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So people need to stop featuring him.
2: <laughs> Dude, one of the only posts, so this is kind of sidetracked, but one of the only posts that academics made after, like, getting banned on Twitch and shit was just a post that just said, Pop Smoke and Lil TJ only make hits. <laughs> I was like that's like one of the worst songs on this thing
1: but
0: all right <laughs> yeah 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 okay I, I did see that too and i thought the same thing like really that was your favorite song on this whole thing yeah um shout out to king combs being on here was random yeah
2: kind of random but good good song too
0: yeah um sway lee s- sneaks in here uh, i Actually, think tyga i think tyga being on this album also is like a tyga snuck in here like how did he do it again right
2: yeah, but it makes sense to me. He sounds good on Pop Smoke type shit.
0: But they he kind of a- has the same energy. Yeah, I like this West Coast track. I-, I like the Quavo part of it, too. But um, And then, what is this with Dior being on every one of the projects? <laughs> I don't get it
2: his biggest song and this is gonna probably be like what the last I mean they probably planned it to be on the first couple things but since this is probably you know the last project of his it's his biggest song they probably were just like we gotta cap it off with like the banger like
0: I didn't realize how much more popular that song is than all of his other songs because if you're just looking at Spotify the- He's getting close to doubling like most of what his biggest songs are streaming, like with that one Dior song. The only one that comes even close is Gotti, which is not his. Right. Song. Um, That's only like half as many streams. <laughs> so now that I'm taking that out the frame, actually, he's almost like double or triple streams on Dior to like any other song. Yeah. No, I mean, like. Yeah.
2: It, it kind of makes sense. I I don't know. It's like I, I think this is a a <laughs> album
0: that really does work well with the set of set of circumstances it was faced against. I think it really helps that what it, what you're really doing is just carrying to fruition something that someone had already been had planned and working on yeah um and so i think we
2: talked about a similar thing when the gangstar shit came out where that sounded like stuff that was already pretty much planned or at least was agreed upon that like it would come out someday mm-hmm. um and that the- maybe it maybe maybe a lot you know years prior or whatever but it just never happened that it doesn't sound like forced or, like, sound like, oh, we're doing this because he passed away.
0: Yeah. And they seem like they... um Also with the Gangstar thing, too, like, a good team of people that really knew what it was that he wanted. Um, so, like, a big shout-out to Steven Victor, who was his manager. It's also mm-hmm. Pusha T's manager. Um, and... 50 Cent, St- Stephen Victor said that 50 Cent had a really huge... Like, he really put some elbow grease into the album itself and worked on it uh, in similar ways that Stephen did. Um, and then, you know, any of the producers and other features and just people... You know, whoever was involved and who was close, they seemed like they did a, a really great job. Um, you know, not every... Like, I'm not even saying like this is going to be one of my favorite albums of the year or this is like this really uh stunned me in any ways like it it, it, what it did was it it really did elevate the idea of pop smoke the way he probably was hoping to he wanted to probably flip the script and be more of a, a mainstream appealing artist but still keep something you know keep all his roots intact um and you could tell but he wanted to do that in a new york way which is why, you know, you're getting, like, samples from Fab and references to 50 songs. And, you know, like, there was a very clear um, modern history that he wanted to represent with, uh, you know, like an absence of New York mainstream music for some time. And they did a good job of fulfilling that. And so for me as a listener, like, today, I think of Pop Smoke in a more... Um, diverse and, you know, uh, just in a different fashion than I did with just the two Meet the Who projects. You know, I was worried that he would be a pretty limited artist just coming off of those. But hearing them, hearing him sing and do more melodic music and work with these different artists and have catchy songs and grimy songs and, you know, it just gave me a way more 360 view of the guy. And I feel like this is an you know, as as good of a note to go out on. Um and 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 like I said, leave a legacy behind and give a sense of closure. Uh all very important. Um and not every one of these albums is going to be the same thing. So people need to take a, a really specific approach uh to it, which is what happened with the Gangstar album, which is what happened with the Mac Miller album, which is what has happened with this album. So uh, amazing to see a trend in hip hop from different areas of the culture um come through uh, with a project like that uh, in a really similar way in that kind of a spirit so um
2: also a really quick shout out to the fact that he kind of killed a so into you remix which is like one of my favorite songs of all time yeah like he sounds good he on that, that. He kind of brings me back to like, I don't know, you know, that like that early 2000s, mid 2000s, like Ja Rule, all over the radio type shit. Fat Joe and like 50 Cent and all that. Like, yeah. It kind of sounds, yeah. it kind of sounds like reminiscent of that time.
0: Yeah. It, it's fun. Like, go ahead. A lot of people were fucking with Pop Smoke, but there's there's this um there's just a little bit of older crowd in still like the new york mainstream that uh is going i mean even for people our age like we still really remember hearing that stuff on the radio and like Mm -hmm. um like i definitely remember a time in hip-hop when new york was still really important in terms of like the mainstream the radio and um Yeah, I feel like that was probably his mission was like, you have an opportunity to take New York somewhere where it has not been before, but at the same time, take it back to its modern roots. Uh, You know, New York being such a place of pride and history, I I suppose, Uh, you know, like it it was going to be necessary for him to do something completely different so he could get that kind of attention. Uh, and, 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 be individual, but it was also important to, for him to bring New York along with him, uh, in a way. And I feel like this project does that. It does, it does really invest in, um, some of those sounds like you were talking about, like with the so into you thing. So, um, yeah, rest in peace, pop smoke is, is basically all I have to say after all that. And I'm assuming this is gonna be the only Pop Smoke straight up album, but they could surprise us and do more. I definitely wouldn't be mad if this was it.
2: You know. Nah, yeah. I think this would be I wouldn't be mad if we got like, you know, a couple more tracks or something. Like maybe maybe if they ended up doing a deluxe of this album and adding a couple more tracks or something. As long as they're not like adding it just for the sake of adding it. Yeah. There was more work that he was doing than great. But if they just left it at this, called it a, ra- called it raps, I would not be upset. This is a good album to end on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Well, let's, uh, move on from pop smoke. Uh, Oh, Oh, also, uh, I mean, there's not much to talk about shoot for the stars. Aim for the moon. I think is an okay title. The album cover is cool. Uh we didn't talk about any of the debacle that happened with Virgil the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. cover and I don't know so, uh, some of our friends think that might even be a marketing ploy which I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know how f- it is. a creative one if it is. But nest that. But um the, all I know the, 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 is Virgil's shit was, was very trash. Virgil's shit was trash and the important component of the story here and while this is a nice little resolution is that This little metallic rose design is by someone who has apparently uh, been getting ripped off by Virgil for like a while to this point. So he this this Mm -hmm. guy, I don't I can't remember his his Instagram off the top of my head, but he posted the other day like some, you know, of his evidence of like, oh, here's this off white product and here's something that I like had posted at this time and blah, blah, blah. Um, So he had accused like this of happening for some period of time. This is his design. And the metallic Rose thing was something that also got incorporated into the Virgil design, which he said was his design. And so it was like this weird pattern of Virgil ripping this guy off, I guess. And now the guy who made this original Rose, that is the cover for the album. And he was credited uh, by Steven Victor and, you know, the people who were sharing this. So that's a cool happy ending. That's I cool. Yeah. Thought that was a, I almost forgot that. But yeah, I definitely wanted to mention that about this uh, album art. So very simple. Obviously, just kind of represents <clears throat> the, uh, just represents it. So albums of the month boy we had a hell of a hard time coming up with even (laughs) what came out this month um which is crazy because it was a good month of music it just i don't know i guess i guess may was better may was pretty crazy yeah um and the uh sorry i'm trying to find my list um And there was, like, one week or a good stretch of days, definitely, that, like, well, there was one week there was literally no music. Like, we talked about a Dave Chappelle (laughs) stand-up and the Rumor album. Right.
2: (laughs) So, (laughs) you know. There were good singles that week, but,
0: yeah. Yeah. So, what do you think, man? Should we go from five to one today or one to five? Let's go five to one. Five to one? All right. We've been deep, deep, deep in this episode, so probably won't take too long here. Um, At five for me, Tiana Taylor, the album. Worth mentioning, again, I really don't want it to be lost on me, at least. So I'm just speaking out loud here, but I don't want it to be lost on me, at least, that this is a long-ass album (laughs) that was overdue, long overdue. um, And, you know, she really did kill it. She really did... uh, embody everything that it felt like she wanted to in that ktse album that uh you know it, it she was very likely kind of restricted in in making so you know and then she has to wait all this time to drop music so she's gonna drop the whole fucking kitchen sink gotta give her credit for making a long album like that listenable replayable something that i think is uh Um, It has album experience components, but it's got a lot of songs that I can just come back to and enjoy. And I don't need to hear the whole album to enjoy pieces of it. Uh, So more of a shout out to that album. Again, not like a crazy month, but definitely have to mention that as one of my favorites. At number four, um, I'm going to go with RTJ4 because I still like have a lot of um, appreciation for the sound that they're providing uh today you know there's more alternative there's more of an uh uh, there's more of an alternative market out there uh, in hip-hop today now more than ever Uh, but these guys still are relatively within their own lane and if anybody's doing what they're doing it they are certainly doing the best version of it Um, at the moment and um you know for the times that we're we're living in uh this music is the kind of music i I, you know i hope we're hearing and valuing so rtj4 i haven't listened to it a ton this month but mike and lp still some of the most talented rappers out doing it right now so uh worth mentioning number three Krongbin mordecai it's a slapper It's an absolute, like, dreamboat of an album and uh, passively replayable. So, um, you know, the first couple listens to it, I was listening more intently. But as of recent, it's been super nice just to have on. Um, Whether I'm listening intently or not, it still, like, just has a lot of presence uh, and still curates a, a really specific kind of vibe. So appreciated that. Um, number two, Life of Pierre Four. Deluxe. Pierre Bourne. What more to say, man? That we haven't already. Uh, you know how we give it up on this on this podcast about Pierre Bourne and about the life of Pierre IV. Uh, but as an overall project, all thirty songs again long as fuck, but still amazing, re-listenable, replayable uh but just as the TLOP4 deluxe itself um while I don't I'm realizing I don't really love every single song. I do think there is actually a couple letdown tracks on there. uh more so than the original. Uh there's some amazing tracks on that deluxe. Uh, I mean, most of it is really really good. And so uh and it, and it adds to the 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 legacy of the TLOP4 that I loved so much already. So um, felt like that was a difficult thing to do, but he nailed it. And number two for me, number one, Mike way of the world, not even close, not even close. Uh, Mike was the, my favorite album this month. I listened to it like crazy. Um, I'm still listening to it a lot, but that first week I ran it and ran it and ran it into the, re- into the ground almost. So, uh, Really enjoyed that. It did make my mid year list uh, that we did obligatory. Um,
1: yeah. Word.
2: Uh, I got a tie from fifth after all. Um, and my tie for fifth is Run the Jewels 4, which we touched, you already touched a bit on. And a project that you actually put me on was the the. Um the Project Dog by Khalil Blue.
0: Which yeah, was kind of just like a cool little mention for me.
2: Yeah, it's a it's like a cool little like lo-fi, some like trap kind of sounds, or some like you know, Earl Sweatshirt type shit, <laughs> you know, Earl Sweatshirt type beat. You <laughs> know, he, um, he does he,
0: real quick about that album though, he does hit like some different sounds because one yeah. moment he sounds like Earl and then the next moment he sounds like Brock Hampton. And then yeah. the next moment, it's like a, it's something else that he's channeling. Yeah. He, he he sounds does. a little bit like Snot, who I've put. Yeah. On oh yeah, lot. yeah, yeah. That was another one. So there's like there's yeah. like a, a lot of the songs are actually, they hit these different notes. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of the,
2: uh, what was the fucking, sideshow.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Not the Ginger Shot EP, but the, the one that the you original, showed me yeah, the
0: first one. Yeah.
2: Farley or something. Anyway just like good different sounds in that scene uh
0: he sounds like a big fan of yeah music, you know
2: yeah and like he's got uh nickel on there oh yeah so nickel brings like an energy he's in that same you know core group but he brings a different energy than those guys too so it's kind of cool um so i got those tied for fifth and then i have mordecai uh the Krongbin album that you talked about same kind of thing it's just that easy listen put it on at work kind of thing is that number four probably li- probably listen to that more than anything else this month even though it's only been out for a week um yeah. just because it's so easy um and number three i have the life pier four deluxe it was my number one but then i was just thinking about it <laughs> and i was like yeah it's good it's really good like you said the, the deluxe Half of it isn't as great without the first half. So it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I got to <laughs> take that into account. Um, number two, I have Way to the World by Mike. Um, that first uh, SoundCloud listen, just one track all the way through without really yeah. knowing the track list and shit, it's a different experience. Yeah, and I, I liked it is. a lot on that first rip. And then the, the rest of them, it's still a great album, but I just, I don't know, something about the way he put it out was just really cool and i appreciated that a little more which leaves number one for me was actually a sleeper that not a lot of people were talking about but i'm trying to put on for it is uh this album your birthday's canceled by iron <laughs> one. yeah i think it's on number
0: one i forgot about uh, that i forgot about you yeah
2: yeah and a lot of people probably don't know what the fuck i'm talking about maybe you do it's got a crime apple feature it's got a uh, Kelly Chris feature. It has Rock a Rock Marciano feature, oh, yeah. but the majority of the album is it's this group Iron Wigs is comprised of Vic Spencer and Verbal Kent, who are two dudes from Chicago, and then Sunny Jim is this UK guy who's a rapper, but it kind of sounds like a sarcastic sort of rapper. But he <laughs> produced the whole thing too. But it's really just a silly album. It's, like, really funny. There's a lot of, like, great one-liners. Um, but they're also just kind of wrapping their asses off. And I don't know. It's just, it's not that long. So it's, like, an easy listen. I would recommend it for people who, like, kind of fuck with the... Uh, the... I don't know. Crime Apple is a good way to like get into these guys. I feel like Crime Apple brings a lot of the same shit. That, the action Bronsons of the world. I feel like mm. the people who like that kind of shit will uh, appreciate this. And the production is great. Like, I, like this Sunny Jim dude. Like some of these beats, I thought they could have passed for like Alchemist beats. They could have passed for Danger Beats kind of shit. Like it's really solid production.
4: So you, I would
2: uh, recommend this. My probably my favorite album of the, of the month yeah yeah I, and I, awesome album artwork the artwork yes, is great the
0: album that. artwork is fire i also like that title your birthday's canceled yeah uh, because it is uh <laughs> he's my got birthday this, was uh, canceled most people i know his birthday is canceled
2: verbal verbal kent has this one line that fucking every time i hear it it kills me is something along the lines of like uh something along the lines of English is my second language. I usually talk with my fists. <laughs> <laughs> and it just like it pops up in the middle. You don't even realize it. It's so funny though. But yeah, just I would check it out if you like any of that kind of shit.
0: Yeah, because I um, haven't even I haven't even listened and I, I was planning on it. Um, yeah, I mean I I like texted you about
2: it. I might have texted it. I might have said something obligatory about it, but I haven't really like tried to put people onto it that much. I didn't really realize it was my favorite project of the of this month until we started putting our list together, and I was like, "That Wait, was which we good. were doing
0: before the episode started." Like normally, I'd yeah. have mine done, but we're right. literally like doing the pre-prep and like writing our <laughs> list. We're like, "What the fuck came out this month?" Like,
2: yeah, but yeah, there you have it. Top top albums of June, kind of a a dense month, but nothing like maybe other than Mike. I don't think anything that like really. Well, I don't know.
0: I Nothing more that's too. That was, we got a The on that. shape of my like list, right? Because yeah. Also, I meant to announce this at the beginning of the episode, but you know I'd be forgetting shit. <laughs> <laughs> Next episode, season finale, season four, episode 23. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we're gonna have we're gonna have our boys back on. Uh, Jared Morgan vinyl. We're gonna have Ben Shapiro. A.K.A. the rap synthesizer. <laughs> <laughs> I think his last name is Zimmer. Uh, Yikes. So we're gonna go with Shapiro. Uh, but uh, yeah, nothing that's like threatening my end of the year list, if you will. Like Mike yeah. kind of came in and like kicked some things around, to be honest. And now, you know, I am feeling like, man, this, uh, you know, my list is gonna be crowded with these like sample hip hop, like underground. Uh-huh. <laughs> super dejected like album releases. Um, But that was really the only one that did damage the life of Pierre four. You know, I was a little surprised after I made the list that I, I didn't even really think about including it, but I think about it another little longer and nah, you know, it's, it's, it's not there for me Um, Mm -hmm. as much as I do love it. I really do. Um, There's just so many really good albums out so far that uh, uh making a top 10 it's a little difficult yeah um so i am instead of doing like obligatoria the week and talking about our albums of the year the you know, mid-year posts that we just did um i'm gonna save all that talk for next week when we got the rap, synthes- synthes- <laughs> the rap synthesizer and Jer- jared morgan vinyl back in here uh, for that season finale episode, I can't.
2: I can't wait to hear Jared Morgan vinyl talk about his fucking top ten. He's got a. W- I don't even know what the fuck his top ten is.
0: Yeah, you know what? Meanwhile, we should while we're at it, we should get album reviews in here to tell us if the I albums know, he yeah. put on his list are even even exist or if they are real. or If he just made shit up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it looked like yeah. he just slammed his face into the keyboard <laughs> for those first two albums. <laughs> oh man so yeah and i i would love to go through some of the other lists that are on there as well i loved everybody's oh, yeah. list that that post is amazing if you are listening to this follow obligatory if you don't already check out that mid-year post um uh, me and trent's uh lists are right on the same slide so you could check that out um our lists were pretty similar though yeah yeah a lot of a lot of this, well, different i feel like we probably had five of the same albums and uh yeah it's kind of interesting how they reflected each other so man that's all i got man this has been the longest episode ever which i'm I'm i am glad it has been uh definitely definitely gonna eat this week next week again like i said season finale and then uh i think we'll probably take two weekends off but i haven't decided that yet so uh we'll see what that looks like for us but Thank y'all for uh, catching a long-ass episode with us. we about two hours and 50 minutes in. That's what's up. Light work. Light, easy, easy work. I mean, I ain't got <laughs> shit else to do. I ain't celebrating nothing shit. That's Lunchables, no man. No cookout happening over here. Fuck that. <laughs> so, word. Trent, always Hi, bro. always good to see you. I, I guess it's weird to think I haven't seen you for like three months I know. at this point four I months know. at this point and we do
2: not even know when we we're gonna be able to like kick it again yeah so. uh
0: because I, I see you every week, we're being but safe. I, I never <laughs> see you as far as weird yeah
1: um
0: so cool man thanks as always and uh next episode is gonna be a good one and i'm looking forward to taking a couple days a couple weeks off so yeah hey bro and shout out shout out to shout out to anyone this deep in the episode Season four, episode 22. We done boys, and we out of here. Peace, bro. Peace.